Welcome and thank you for joining a very special episode of Something New, my bi-weekly musical theater podcast. Um, today's artist, guest artist, um, is technically me. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm here, um, here with, with my dear friend and uh, collaborator, director, Lori Walter-Hudson, and I'm here in her beautiful apartment, also in Astoria. Yay, Astoria. I love Astoria. Um... <laughs> Well, this is a special two-parter because, as listeners will know, the next episode is the premiere of, of my 20-minute musical, RSVP. And so I thought, since, you know, that's going to be a whole episode in and of itself, that Lori and I could talk a little bit about the piece in a separate uh, episode. And, and so- I can get some insight as to where... in. Why you wrote it, how you wrote it, how it came to be a radio musical. Yes, yeah. So let's, um, I, I guess we can talk very briefly. RSVP is is a 20-minute musical that I've just recently finished, and uh, we recorded it last weekend, mm-hmm. um, which will be several weekends ago by the time this airs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with um, when did you write it, and was it always a musical, and what was the inspiration for the piece? Oh, all good questions. Um, <laughs> I would say um, I wrote... It was not always a musical. I wrote uh, I wrote a 10-minute play version of it, probably around 2008, um, for something else. And even when I was submitting it for this other thing, I in the back of my mind, I was like, I really want to musicalize this. It's just kind of where I go. And I, kn- I knew it could sing. And so, you know, a couple of years later, I finally made the time to sit down and, you know, find out what it, how it would sing. And um, here we are. And did the piece change when it became a musical, or did it stay, stay true to the structure and um, the story that you had outlined as a play? Um, if anything, I mean, structurally, it pretty much stayed the same. It was the same, you know, eight or nine scenes, and we stayed in the same order. Um, but if anything, I had to get more specific in the musical. I had to, you know... Because, you know, I, I had to, I defined more depth to make them sing. And so I had to figure out how Michael, uh, played by Greg Etling, and his fiancée, Susan, played by Ginny Neal, um, what their backstory was, and how they knew each other, and bringing her into his professional world. Because in the piece, he's a nonfiction writer. I pick up the pen for possibilities. Not for sources of restriction. He could be a romance or a mystery or a work of science fiction. Choose his own adventure. See what it leads to. And um, it was just, it was never clear, you know, in 20 minutes, you know, you don't have a lot sure, of time. It's quick. Yeah, so um, when I when I figured out, oh, well, you know, maybe they worked together and that's how they got together and. I was like, oh, it'd be really interesting if she was his fact checker. Page after page, you're still standing there, even when I may act like a pain in the neck. And, you know, and I just added this layer that the uh, the original, the source material didn't really have. And 
stuff like that, so structurally. T- tell us, it's set in 1970. Yep. Tell us about where that came from and, and how that influences the piece. Yeah, I'm a big fan of setting pieces not in present day. You know, set, setting it in some kind of like parallel of present day, the past, the future, what have you. But um, I, I think that that obviously informs your score. You know, you obviously, yeah. you immediately have a vernacular that, you know, people will recognize and it's something that you can play with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, you know, your box of paints is, right. is, is ready. Um, that's your job to mix them. Um, I picked the 70s because um, when it was a 10-minute musical, uh, that, a 10-minute play, rather, the play was inspired by a picture of the Kennedy brothers, which is 70s. Uh-huh. And, um, and so from there, you know, when I translated it into a musical, I took the idea of setting in the 70s with me. And um, so that's how that came to be. That's great. It's super fun. And um, without giving away too much, there is some time travel in the piece. There is some time travel. And how did that get introduced? And was that part of the original? Um, that was part of the original. And, you know, if anyone knows me, I'm a big science fiction dork and so I like I, I've always wanted to you know I'm a big fan of fantasy and and, and you know parallel thing universes, universes. and whatnot mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was told was very was more hard to dramaturg than <laughs> that's right it's really hard to do dramaturgy on parallel universes <laughs> not universi no no universes experimenting with time travel that sort of thing wait you have a day job then time travel is the full-time thing for you? Um, so, <laughs> so that was um, part of, that's just part of what I like. And I, I knew I would have fun with it. And I don't see a lot of time travel on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, as you, uh, you know, you you came on board to direct it. And you and I have known each other for a couple of years now. That's right. Um, working We've on. been working on To Hell and Back. Yes. Diligently. That's right. Which may find its way on to podcast land. Yeah, you know, a couple point. couple of songs have already found their way uh-huh. on it. A couple cut songs. And Love things it. Things like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew I didn't want to do this alone, and I adore Lori's work. And so I asked her to come on board, and she so nicely said yes. It was great. It was, um, it was really interesting, because I have never worked on... Not even a radio play, let alone radio musical. Um, so it was crazy trying to imagine, um, you know, how to tackle the piece for an audience that will only experience it by listening. I'm new around here, and sorry my timing's Um, so, you know, at certain points when we were recording or, you know, rehearsing even, I turned my back from the actors so that I was really only hearing what you will hear when you hear it next week. Um, and, it, it, you know, totally different muscles for me as a director, but really cool. I yeah. mean, what a neat experience and, and a good way to really make sure that the text-driven stuff is um, at the heart of everything 
the actors are doing, and they were all fantastic. Scott Guthrie plays the stranger. He's the one um, we haven't mentioned yet. And i they were all new to me. So that's always fun, too, to yeah. get to play with play with new kids in the sandbox. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, no, for, for me, making the choice to make it a radio play, which radio musical, which, which did come later in the process for me, um, because I, I wanted to create an opportunity in the, to present it mm-hmm. and you know you don't always get these opportunities to put something on stage that has a beginning middle and an end you know so I feel like so many of us musical theater writers get stuck in these wonderful opportunities of concerts right um right. but that doesn't always lend itself to showing no I, I can I, I have a fuller story to tell and so this is just you know so that was part of the decision to make it a radio play and I'm a sucker for radio plays um just it's so fun it's yeah it's really fun genre yeah Something needs to 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 happen. And so, um, for me, it was things like you know, I, I kind of had to close my eyes a little bit as I was writing it oh. to make sure you know we were getting information that could be more easily shown absolutely you know like making sure we know when someone enters when someone exits who's in who's the room speaking to whom yeah exactly that, yeah. exactly it was a fun it was a fun little exercise it was great yeah. and uh i'm really excited to hear the finished product where thank you yeah, yeah you too <laughs> <laughs> no it was super fun um so tell us what's next. Will will there be more radio musicals in your future? Will there be what what else is on the burner? Um, there's there's tons on the burner. I don't know if I'll do another radio musical. Uh, we'll we'll see what mm-hmm. the future holds. But um, but this piece will actually is actually getting a it's actually going to be staged um, for uh, this product pro- project that I'm co-producing called Love You. Uh, which is a benefit for the human rights campaign that's happening in late May. And all this information will be on your website. Of course, sure. of Lovely. course, jillbnew.com uh-huh. and, you know, the Facebook page and the, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see where this piece goes and seeing where it um, complements. Because of the, the HRC event, you know, this will be one of, uh, I believe, four short-length musicals, and I'll have only written one of them. And so it's going to be fun to see it paired with other pieces. and Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're all anxiously awaiting RSVP. Me too. By we Joel B. New. Make sure you RSVP to <laughs> RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> so, so RSVP, being a full-length musical, all my previous podcast episodes, you know, the song would be available for download on SoundCloud and stuff like that. But since I've used the podcast series to premiere all three solo songs from the piece, um, Something Needs to Happen, 
um, I Can't Imagine, and Omission, um, those will be available for, for download separately on SoundCloud, but the piece as a whole uh, will just remain uh, streaming. Great. And if, you, if you'd like sheet music to any of the songs, or if you or a theater company is interested in, in, in exploring the piece as a whole, uh, you can certainly email me. Uh, contact info is on the website. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to this podcast and tell your friends. Yeah, next episode, the, the, the world premiere of, of RSVP. RSVP. Can't wait. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for doing this interview with me, Lori. Thank you, Joel. You're so great. You're so great. <laughs> <laughs> Love Fest. Love Fest. Uh, well, from, from Lori's apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New. And Lori Walter Hudson. Saying thank you for stopping by for something new.